0: Live from Austin, Texas, it's the K&A Sports Bigs Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield & Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey listeners, we have a new sponsor, the Ricky Gervais Fan Club. Ricky Gervais, he should host every award show.
1: 1967, on a bright, clear day in the Los Angeles Coliseum, the big question which had troubled the football world for seven years was answered. For the first time, the Green Bay Packers, champions of the National Football League, played the Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in the American Football League. The game was the first concrete evidence of the merger of the two leagues, and it was played for the highest stakes ever. $15,000 $15,000 per man for the winning players. The Super Bowl was seen by the largest sports audience in the history of television. 65 million people watching the broadcast on two networks.
0: Hey, Tanner. Good to hear you.
1: It's Super Bowl week. Wow. it's crazy that it's here. It's been a fun season.
0: It has. It has. It's been a... You know, despite the Seahawks not... Not making it to the Super Bowl, it it has been one heck heck of a season. Um, but before we get into the Super Bowl, uh, let's get all our listeners caught up to date with with the coaching hires and you know what what you think are the um, the best hires, the uh, worst hires. So Joe Judge uh, is hired by the Giants, and of course your old friend Jason Garrett, the <laughs> offensive coordinator. Wow, you got Mike McCartney, Dallas Cowboys. All right. Matt Rule, who almost was a coach of the JETS Jets last year. Uh, he was very fortunate that he went back to Baylor, is now going to coach Carolina Panthers this year. the, wow. gr- the greatness of Ron Rivera. Um, he's moving from Carolina to coach the Washington Redskins. And Kevin Stevnowski has the courage to coach the (laughs) Cleveland Browns. So Tanner, what's your take? Who do you you like in those hires?
1: I think the top two I'm going to give to the NFC East, not the Giants, but I think the Redskins and Cowboys both made wise choices in hiring veteran NFL legends and Ron Rivera and Mike, uh, I think, both are going to do well and both fit the teams that they are on now for the Cowboys. Um, I think it's a great fit. I think he's a smart and he's a smart coach. He's ever since he left the Packers, he's been getting really into more kind of data driven uh, mindset. I think he's a veteran to playoffs. He's got a, a ring. I think he'll kind of bring the leadership and more expertise and more kind of uh, gravitas that um, that was lacking these past few years and Ra- uh, Vera I think is a great coach too um, I think he'll be a good fit with the uh, with um, and the coaching change I like the least though would probably be the Giants um, I mean I know he's a Belichick disciple and Belichick disciples have gone on to do great things but I think it's a pretty big leap to go from a receiver coach to a head coach. And I don't know, I don't quite see it uh, working out. And then I'd say the panthers are the are the uh, wild card. I always like when NFL teams hire kind of a wild card uh, coach, and I think you know it, it's gonna be interesting. Can he make the transition from to the uh, to the um to the uh, pros, but I think he's got experience. I think he's a smart. Offensive-minded coach and Cam could really use his, um, could really use him. So we'll see. You know, I'm
0: I'm more optimistic on the Giants hire than than you are because I, I I like the Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. So you have a young coach, um, and he's bringing an experienced offensive coordinator. Daniel Jones looks like. Uh, quarterback for the Giants, looks like the the real deal. And Belichick was really high on um, Judge. He said that there's pretty much no position that he, he can't coach. Now, where I see some of the issues is they, the defensive coordinator that they're bringing over is is uh, the uh, coach from uh, the, the Dolphins, uh, Patrick Graham. He doesn't have much experience, and they don't have much talent. Uh, no, but I, I, you know, the Giants historically have been a, a solid organization. They've 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 struggled recently, but with with Judge, with Jason Garrett, Daniel Daniel Jones, and of course uh, Saquon Barkley, I do um, do like them. And and I also like I agree with you on Matt Rule. Um, anyone that turns down um, the Jets' job is is has got some some smarts mm-hmm. so I, I like I like that move um, Cleveland Browns I have no idea if the Nasky's is going to be yeah out, but
1: yeah I mean there's just so many issues it's just such a cultural problem when I mean they have the talent but I'm, I don't know I'm skeptical that they're going to be able to put it all and make all the uh, pieces work but
0: absolutely,
1: you know, absolutely. hard to say
0: so that's that's the current state of the off season and and we'll do a draft podcast and and talk about free agency in in, in a couple months. But we've got the Super Bowl and yes. and this is Super Bowl 54. This is the 100-year anniversary of the Super Bowl. Um It's a fun yeah.
1: one too, the 49ers and Chiefs.
0: So um Going back into your Rolodex of memories, is is there a a Super Bowl or two that stand stand out, uh, good or bad?
1: Well, the first Super Bowl I think I remember. Well, I guess that's not entirely true. I vaguely remember the two thousand Super Bowl between the Rams and the Titans. I think we were, I think we had just moved to uh, uh, Austin. Uh, But the first Super Bowl I really remember sitting down and seeing on TV was. The Patriots and Rams, um, which was a great game, but probably the most memorable. It's hard to beat 2007, the Giants, Patriots, the scrappy 10 and six Eli Manning led Giants versus the 15 or the, at the time, I guess, 18 and 0. And it was just a great game. And, you know, I just remember my jaw being on the floor during that catch when Eli Manning scrambled and I don't think I'll ever forget that play. It was just an incredible game. Um, unfortunately, I have um, my have not had as much luck as a fan of seeing my teams in the big game, but 2007 probably stands out the most to me. And then um, probably the one that stands out the second most would be the Patriots-Hawks. Um that was just such a memorable game and i remember i was watching the game at a friend's house and the wi-fi was slow so i was watching that last seahawks or drive um in slow motion you know each play was lagging and it lagged but then it cut back and it saw that the patriots had had that pick and it was just devastating so both of those games seem to stick in my mind for super bowl yeah memories
0: the Patriots uh, Seahawks Super Bowl was my worst memory. I was I was also watching it, uh, streaming because um, I was I was up at we had a go live that night, um, so I was wor- working that night. So we were watching the game while we were working, and it just it was just so so heartbreaking. You you know it, it, one some of my fo- fondest memories of the Super Bowl was. Um, um when we were in Dallas and just the way that the city of Dallas in the nineties were so into uh. the Cowboys, everyone I mean, everyone had a Super Bowl party. No one watched the Super Bowl alone up in Dallas. The streets of <laughs> Dallas were deserted. You could have robbed wow. you could have robbed banks or stores <laughs> stores that cause everyone was at a party watching the Cowboy game. And it, it was it was fun. Um, you know, just seeing how wrapped up the city was. You know,
1: yeah,
0: and that. So, yep, that uh, good times, good times.
1: And the first game that you can that you remember sitting and down and oh, watching. yeah, which
0: yeah the the first one. Uh, I'm gonna age myself. Uh, I was a young tight, and I it was Super Bowl four, the last Super time Bowl Kansas 4. City was in the in the Super Bowl. Wow. and my parents we went over to they went over to some friends house and none of the adults were watching the super bowl and as a little kid i could not believe it i went into to the the parents back um, back room and uh, i turned turned on the tv there was one guy that would would come every 10 15 minutes ask ask me how the game was going but i re, i remember that you know it didn't seem like people were really into the super bowl it took it it took a few years a few years, yeah, for for it got. Um, I I think the the Cowboys and Steelers Super Bowls of the '70s really um, set the trajectory of the Super Bowl. Everyone uh. talks about Super Bowl three, the big upset for the Jets and Colts, and yes, that was that was huge. But I think the Cowboys and the Steelers in the '70s, when you had two America's teams, these two, yeah with all these stars I think then it became this, um, big, um, kind of yeah. like the Oscars. You might not watch uh-huh. the movies, but you, you, you watch it for the spectacle and that's the way the Super Bowl started to become.
1: Well, maybe we'll see the Cowboys back in one of these days. Maybe. <laughs> I think you've said that I watched, I was a baby, but I watched the last game the Cowboys were and it was, uh, four months old and I watched that Steelers Cowboys nineteen ninety six Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, well and, maybe you might yeah. maybe <laughs> now, you have a kid maybe that's when they won the next Super Bowl. Now I'm
1: twenty four and they've never they've never even gotten to a conference championship, but that's a podcast for another time.
0: But segueing into this Super Bowl, it took the Chiefs fifty years. This is the fifty year anniversary of them um and their and in their second Super Bowl appearance, their first Super Bowl, they were in Super Bowl one. Um so the we got a Chiefs, um and 49ers, a franchise that has won uh five Super Bowls, has been to six. Um so Tanner, how do you see Oof. the how do you see this game going?
1: Well I would preface this by saying to the Listeners that I've struggled in the playoff picks this year. Um, My one glorious pick was the, uh, I think I picked uh, Tennessee. But besides that, I have struggled. So I would not listen to what I'm going to say here. But I will pick the Chiefs. I think they have the uh, quarterback edge. Um, I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I think both of these teams are Talented on both sides of the um, ball, I'm a little worried about the Chiefs' defense because I think the 49ers have a better defense. But I think Mahomes does enough to have the Chiefs eke out, I'll say, a 31-27 win. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. I that I am rooting for the Chiefs, and I would love love to see it because as a Seahawk guy, to to see the 49ers and their fans gloating for a year. It's gonna to be tough to swallow. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, all year I've been picking with my heart. And I see where that's got me. So I am gonna. I am going to go analytics, and I'm going with the team with the with the rush um, the rush game, the the team with the uh, better defense. I mean, there's. Uh, Everyone talks about Richard Sherman, but the 49ers are stacked on their secondary. They're very athletic with Bosa and all the guys that they have up front. So I think that they will slow the um, Chiefs down enough. And with that with that run game, they'll control the clock. And I see the 49ers winning, uh, I'm going to say, 27 to 21.
1: Wow. Well, so we both have a close game. Yeah, the defense of the Chiefs, I just don't think it has the weapons that will allow it to slow down the 49ers quite as much. But I do think Mahomes, I just think he's like a Wilson-like talent to where he's proven this playoffs where he can take the team and get the first down when they need it. Um, I'm expecting him to have a big game. I think the Chiefs, it's all going to depend on him. If he has a big game, I think the Chiefs will win. Um which i can't imagine the party and if if they win i think their fans would go crazy and reed getting his first super bowl win would be a cool story and i agree like you i would love to see the 49ers deny the sixth uh super bowl so i'll still go with my heart and say the uh, chiefs but i think I think we both have a, a pretty close game
0: yeah that's that's a thing with the super bowls the Past 15, 20 years, they've they've been they've been close, exciting games. The way the Super Bowls had started out, except for those Cowboy um, Steeler Super Bowls in the seventies, it wasn't until you know recently in the new millennium that we right. started we started to get these um, mm-hmm. these close Super Bowls.
1: Right. I mean, really, the Seahawks has been the only blowout. Yep. In the past. I mean, it seems like every Super Bowl the Pats are in is some wacky close,
0: close Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: But well, I guess that guarantees that one of us will make the right pick. So the K and A Sports picks is guaranteed to have a correct Super Bowl pick.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, this year has been a struggle for picks, but um, I'm building, I'm building a better algorithm data model. Yeah is going to compete with um, the top algorithms out there, and you know, listeners, just just wait. Next year's picks are going to be unbelievable. All right. It's all going to be algorithms. Nothing, nothing is going to be done by gut feel and heart. So I like it. Listeners have that to look forward to. Hey, we have a uh, we have quite a few listener questions, and a lot of all them right. pertain to um, what is. happening happening around the football league we have our first one is from nostradamus and he resides in the pearly gate and he wants to know he wants us to put on our visionary glasses and predict where do we see the national football league in 100 years
1: yeah well that's a fitting question because i think you know obviously we're celebrating 100 years of the nfl so i'm looking forward to the next. Century of football. I think the biggest question for me is, um will there be an NFL in 100 years? And I know that sounds crazy as we're coming up to the Super Bowl where we're going to have 100 million viewers tuning in, and football just dominates the ratings. But I mean, you look back to 1920. You know what were the dominant sports then? I mean, the NBA didn't exist. It was boxing and baseball. <laughs> I think boxing and baseball are both struggling now. So. It's really hard to say. I think if the league does manage to survive, it's going to have to. I think the rules are going to radically change um, in the years to come, Um, especially in regards to tackles. I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the next 20 to 30 years, they eliminate the uh, kickoff um, because of safety. Um, So I think it's really going to come up to can the league – make the rule changes to where parents feel safe to have their kids keep playing the sport. But it honestly would not surprise me if in one hundred years time a sport like basketball or soccer is more popular than the National Football League.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with that. Assuming that there's still a world in a hundred years <laughs> I think football will be around, but I agree. I think it'll take it'll take a different different shape. Uh a different form. Um, it's hard to imagine what what that that'll look like, but I think that with technology, they're gonna, you know, design some helmets and some padding that's gonna protect the players from all all these collisions. And like you mentioned, you know, eliminating eliminating the kickoffs um, would help.
1: Um, well, the Jets have won that Super Bowl.
0: In a hundred years. Oh gosh, um, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> uh, oh, will hey, the Cleveland Will the Cleveland Browns or the Detroit Lions have won a Super Bowl in a hundred years? I'm ah. gonna say no on the Cleveland Browns, but I I think that the Detroit Lions will win a Super Bowl before either Cleveland or or. The other team in New York.
1: Well, there you have it, Lions fans. <laughs> Lions in the next 100 years will win a Super Bowl.
0: Yes. Oh, here's 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 a question we got um, uh, from Beyonce in Houston. Um, she's very excited. She says that uh, to to see J Lo and Shakira perform in the halftime act. She wants to know is there is there a halftime act? that you would like to see in the coming Super Bowls?
1: Hmm. I think you two would be fun. I don't know if they've ever done it. I don't think so, but I think they would be a fun kind of rock band. It seems like the Super Bowl maybe, which with the demographics, which is maybe a wise choice, is kind of moving away towards more modern, popular uh, artists. So you so you two might not be the alley they're going for, but I think they would put on a fun show. Um, T Swift would be fun. I don't know if she's ever done it. I I don't think so, but she would be a fun act. And seems like with her popularity, she'll probably do it in the next few years.
0: Yeah, I, I would. I think Taylor Swift is a good call. I mean, I'm partial to um, uh, Pearl Jam. I'd like to like to see them do it. But I'd like uh, like you were mentioning. There's some there's some younger bands. Uh, maybe not as pop, but like fits in the tantrum. Young the Giant. Um, I'd like to see some uh, like an alternative band play. Yeah, that'd I be mean, cool. Every year, the, we, killers. the killers. The killers. Every year we have pop. Um, you know, maybe we can alternate one year pop, one year country, yeah. one year all alternative.
1: Yeah. It's in Atlanta. So here's a little
0: trivia. Here's a little trivia for all you trivia fans out there. Up until Super Bowl X, there were – it was all marching bands that played during the Super Bowl. But but the first performers that were not a marching band was Up With People. Well – and everyone you can go to youtube or or google it up with people for you for our younger fans might not know who up the people with are, but for all our listeners over fifty they'll they'll know
1: that could be fun to have a uh, marching band throwback. One. Yeah. yeah,
0: so the first Super Bowl I watched, going back to when I was a kid, it was Super Bowl four. they had a marching band, and they were doing a reenactment of the Battle of New Orleans because that Super Bowl oh, wow. was in New Orleans. That was pretty oh, wow. cool. That was very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so maybe we could do uh, uh some sort of reenactment. It doesn't have to be war. It can be, I don't know. Um, yeah. But I like it. Theater, theater. Okay, so uh, final two questions uh, from ex-NFL coaches. We got one from Richie Kotite in, in Staten Island, and he wants to know, in, in your opinion, um, in the 100-year history of the National Football League, do you have an idea of, or, or do you have a thought on who is the, the worst team in NFL history? Uh-oh. So, of course, there's the... I think it was the 2008 Detroit Lions that went right. 16. Um, the other one that comes to mind was um, George Seifert was the coach of the Carolina Panthers, and I can't remember the the year. I want to say it was in the mid to late 90s. After he left San uh-huh. Francisco Giants, he start he won his first game, and then they lost 15 in a row.
1: Wow! Yeah, I think I didn't the Browns. Did they yes, have a,
0: the Browns had an 0-16, and, and, and I think they they had a 1-15, and, and then I think they went 0-16. Yeah,
1: so maybe, hmm, yeah, the Browns, that's right. I think I'd go with that Browns team those two years where they went 1-15 or 0-16. I mean, they were just awful. But I do remember that Lions team, too, and that was pretty hard to watch.
0: That was pretty brutal.
1: Um But I think that Browns team, just as far as dysfunctionality, just, I mean, to win one NFL game in two years, one game in two years of the NFL to go 1-31 in over a two-year stretch, I just think that's pretty unbelievable. And I think with you have to be trying pretty hard to lose at that point. So I will say that I will give the Browns this one and say that, they are the winners of being the the best worst team. The
0: best of the worst. And our final listener question is from the Don, the Don Shula from Miami, Florida. And he wants to know, in your guys' opinion, who is the in the hundred year history of the National Football League, who is the best football team?
1: Well, this is going to be controversial because I'm going to pick a team that did not win the uh, the big game, the uh, Super Bowl. And I know that some people will scoff because how can you say you're the best team? But I think on paper, the two thousand and seven, New England was the best football team of all time. I mean, a perfect sixteen and oh, and they didn't just beat teams. They just methodically dominated teams all year, just Brady. Moss, Belichick, were all just at another level that year. And I know they lost the last game of the um, year, but I just think, you know, in a league like the NFL, sometimes random things can, you know, on any given day, a 10-6 and Giants team can beat them. But that team dominated the league in no other way. And teams win a uh, Super Bowl each year, but that is the only team that has gone 16-0. and I will stick with the 2007 New England Patriots.
0: Yeah, it's hard to hard to beat them. Uh, Tom Brady was unbelievable and Randy Moss set a record for for touchdown catches with a wide receiver. And then you had Wes Wes Welker. It was it was just un, unreal and un, unstoppable. Um, but I'm going to go I'm going to go with a team that won the big one. And and sorry right. and sorry Don um, I know most um, NFL historians, by default, will go with the 72 Dolphins who went 17 and 0. Um, and that Super Bowl, they were up 14 0 and that field goal kicker could have made a field goal at the end of the game to make the final score 17-0. Oh, yeah, so they would have won the Super Bowl 17-0, and they would have finished the season 17-0, but of course he missed the kick and the, they still won the game. But I actually think that the 90, uh, 1985 Chicago Bears, the Bears, wow. and yeah. coach yeah. Mike Ditka, um, they went 15-1, and and though they lost the one game to Don Shula's Dolphins that year, just the eye test, they were... That defense was yeah. just unreal. In the playoffs, they in the in the um, divisional round, in the championship, they had two shutouts. In the Super Bowl, they just destroyed the Patriots. They were they were just a machine, and, and, and in a lot of ways, they reminded me of the '86 Mets. Yeah, um, they should have won more. But there was just too much dysfunction that was going 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 on, and, and so they couldn't sustain it. But for that one season, I think the '85 Bears were best team. Um, they're, I, they're the best team that I ever saw, and except for maybe the Pottsville Maroons, <laughs> maybe they're the only ones that can make an argument. But I would go, I would go with the 1985 Chicago Bears as the best team.
1: Well, I think that's a good pick because they um they did dominate from start to finish. And the Super Bowl, they just destroyed the Patriots. I mean, they they were firing on all cylinders, and that was a fun team. Too. So I think that that's a great pick. And I think it would be a lot of fun if one day the computer simulations, we can have the 2007 Patriots play the 85 Bears.
0: Yeah, that know. would be fun. That would be fun, so that's that's all our listener questions. Um, it's it's been a great, great football season, Tanner. you have any final thoughts for our faithful listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been a really fun year. there' been it seems like there's been a lot of close games. The Seahawks had a great run. Um, I think it's gonna be a good uh, Super Bowl, so plan on ordering some pizza and sitting back and enjoying a great game. And then the fun part starts, the off-season, and we'll get back to talking the wheeling and dealing, and that's always fun. So, yeah, I'm excited.
0: Me too. And a shout-out to Tulsa Golden Hurricane basketball team. Keep the dream alive. Let's make, let's make the uh, NCAA tournament. All right. I like it. Well, listeners, it's been a pleasure, and we will talk to you in a couple months. Signing off.